Turn to Matthew chapter number 14. Matthew chapter number 14. Very familiar passage of Scripture we're going to be out of this morning. I think most of us, probably all of us in here this morning have heard this Scripture reference or spoken about. Maybe not read it, but you've heard about it. You've, you've heard it mentioned hundreds of times. If you're like me, thousands of times. And uh, the Lord just kind of steered me in this direction this morning. I'll be honest with you, this message this morning that I have is probably not what what preachers would call a Sunday morning message, not because it's going to be brash or mean or or anything like that, but it's just most of the time on Sunday mornings we like to gear our messages towards salvation because this is when most people come to church. And and, uh, we want to make sure that the gospel is given, which I'm going to make sure that it is this morning. But uh, this morning, God just kind of steered me in this direction, and I hope you'll follow with me as, as I just show you. All I'm going to do this morning is I just want to show you what He's shown me. Amen? And so if you're there in Matthew chapter number 14, say amen. amen. And so right here in Matthew chapter number 14, before we start reading, I just want to give you a little background. Something terrible has just happened. Something unbelievably terrible has just happened in Matthew chapter number 14. At the beginning of this chapter, John the Baptist is beheaded. He is beheaded. Now you won't see that in Sunday school, amen. But he was beheaded. The Bible says that the king didn't really want to do it, but his daughter was influenced by her mother, and for some reason her mother thought it'd be a good idea to behead John the Baptist for his faith. And so right before this miracle that we're going to look at this morning, right before this happens, something very terrible has happened. And so right after this has happened, in verse number 13, the Bible says, When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. I'm going to stop right here and just say this. I don't think Jesus heard this and got scared. I don't think that Jesus heard this and was surprised. I think Jesus heard this and he departed to a desert place only because his time had not yet come. Um, The hour had not yet come. You'll hear Jesus say that all throughout the the Gospels. You'll hear him say that over and over again. Mine hour has not come. My my time has not come. The time that he is referring to, the hour that he's referring to, is the cross. And so the cross doesn't happen until John John chapter number 13. And I'm going to talk about this in a minute. But but all, all four of the Gospels have this story in them. It's the only story and the only miracle that happens in your Bible in all four of the Gospels. And so this this story, this miracle happens in John chapter number 6, but Jesus' hour does not happen until John chapter number 13. And so this is is well before the hour has come. And how many know Jesus does everything in perfect timing? Amen. Some of us don't like that. Some of us don't like that because it's not our timing. Can I get an amen? We like, to, we like it our time and our way. We want it just like we wanted it. We got our plans laid out, and Jesus needs to follow our plans, right? That ain't how it works. Jesus works in perfect timing. Before the world began, he had everything laid out. He had a timeline marked out. And so I believe when, when John the Baptist was beheaded or persecuted for his faith, I believe Jesus said, hold up, I need to move away. This is not my time. I still have some things i am got laid out. Amen. Everybody with me? Verse number 13, and when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, 
and was moved with compassion toward them. And he healed their sick. Now I just want to say that I believe, John, I believe Jesus loved John the Baptist. I believe the disciples that were there with Jesus, excuse me, they loved John the Baptist. They believed the same way. They were, they were doing the same ministry. They were trying to reach the world for Jesus Christ, right? How many of us, let's be honest with each other. Let's be honest with each other. If we're all trying to reach the world with the gospel and one of us gets beheaded for it on national television, how many of y'all going to wake up next morning and say, man, let's go. I'm excited, man. I can't wait to get to work this morning, man. I can't wait to minister. Hey, let me do this Facebook post make sure everybody sees me, right? Nobody's going to do that. Why? Fear. Stress. Right? If, 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 if you want to be the sp super spiritual Christian and you say, I wouldn't be scared, brother. I, I, would, I would be proud. You, you do that. But nonetheless, we'd be stressed. Right? We'd be like, man, this is where we're headed. Persecution has finally hit us, right? And Jesus, can you see Jesus? He, the Bible says that he comes apart into a desert place. And the Bible says that the multitude followed him. Now I just want to say this while I'm just laying the groundwork here. That everywhere Jesus went in your Bible, there was a multitude. You'd be surprised. People that knew Jesus wanted to be around him. I know, I know, I know. Y'all weren't expecting that. I know that shocked some of you. But listen. People who love Jesus want to be near Jesus. And so they saw the works of Jesus. They saw the miracles of Jesus. And so they wanted to be close to where Jesus was. And as many of the disciples were, I believe they were a lot like you and I. They were like, man, we need a break. Man, we just lost somebody that we love. Man, we're stressed out. Man, we need to regroup. Man, we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to take a little pause right here. Everybody with me say Amen. I feel like I would have been just like the disciples. Lord, are you sure this is what we want? Can we just send them away for today? Let's regroup. Let's pray together. Let's get, get refocused. We've just gone through something hard. Look what Jesus did. Because even when the disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now past, send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, they need not depart. Give ye them to eat. So now we understand where we're at, right? This is the feeding of the 5,000. This is where Jesus is fixing to do something unbelievable, right? He's fixing to feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. How many of y'all ever heard that story? Raise your hand, right? Everybody, everybody in here heard that story. And, and before he does that, the disciples said, Lord, hold on a minute. Are you sure we want to get into this tonight? I mean, it's getting late. Why don't we just send them... Let them go get something to eat. We'll, we'll pick this back up tomorrow. And Jesus says what? Everybody, y'all sit down. Everybody sit down. We ain't going to send nobody away. And so this is what I want. This is what I want to. I'm, I'm going somewhere. Y'all just stay with me, okay? Look back in verse number 14. And I didn't even realize this until just now. We just sang three songs about the love of God. Look at verse number 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was what? Moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. How many of y'all thankful that Jesus loves us? Amen. Amen. There's some people that would say, Hey, send them away, Lord. We, we, we. Hey, listen, there's some preachers that'll say, Lord, send them away. I'm tired. There's some ministry people that'll say, Lord, send them away. I'm tired. And I, listen, I'm all for breaks, I'm all for vacation. I'm, please don't take that the wrong way. What I'm trying to tell you is, Jesus 
was so filled with compassion. He just lost one of his friends. He, the, the men around him are stressed out. And that did, not, that did not affect his compassion. He still loved us. He still loved this multitude. But this is what I want to, this is what I want to point out. I thought this was interesting. The Bible says in verse number 14 that, that he saw the great multitude. And the Bible says that he was moved with compassion. Now, I got a lot of people that have compassion on me. But there's very few people, Brother Edwin, that are moved with compassion toward me. And we as a church, many times we're caught up in this, uh, man, this world needs Jesus. You know what that is? That's compassion. Man, there's people that are dying and going to hell, and man, we need to tell them about Jesus and how He loved them. You know what that is? That's compassion. How many of y'all have a soft spot, for, soft spot for sinners? Raise your hand. Anybody? How many of y'all know everybody needs to hear about Jesus? Say amen. How many of y'all want to reach the world with the gospel? Say amen. How, how many of us, listen, how many of us are moved to do it? Everybody's got compassion, but nobody's moving. Everybody loves everybody, but nobody's acting on that love. Everybody wants to say, well, brother, I love you, but hold on a minute. Why ain't you moving? Hold on a minute. Why ain't you moving? If we really love the world, if we really love uh, sinners and we really want sinners to be saved and we want to show compassion to sinners in the way that Jesus did, why aren't we moved? Jesus didn't just say, man, I love these people. Man, these are some good people. These are some of the finest people in all the land. These people, they've been following me. I appreciate these people. These are good people. That's not what he did. He thought that, I'm sure. He said, we're not just going to love these people with our mouth. We're going to love these people with our hands. Jesus got his hands dirty, amen. Now, that ain't what I wanted to preach on this morning, but I just wanted to share that with you, amen. Jesus saw these people were hungry. And you know who else saw these people was hungry? The disciples. Because they said, Lord, send them, they got to go eat. They both saw a need, but Jesus was willing to move, and the disciples weren't. Jesus saw the people were hungry and wanted to bless them. If he was big enough, listen to this, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm getting into the message now, okay? If he was big enough to take five loaves and two fishes and feed 5,000 people, do you think he needed the disciples? Um, let's be honest. Do you think he even needed the bread and the fishes? I mean, he could have just been, he just, lobster and steak, everybody, you're welcome. Amen. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Amen. Right? Right? Amen? This is what I want to talk about this morning. This is what the Lord just kind of hit me with. And, I, and maybe, this, maybe this is just for me. Y'all just leave me alone. Let me preach to myself. Amen? When Jesus allows me to help. When Jesus lets me help. You know what I'm doing this morning? I'm just helping. Amen? I'm just helping. And guess what? He don't need me. And you know what? He don't need you. But he allows us to help. Man, does that not, man, that just broke, I just broke my heart. That would just broke my heart. You know, I was just thinking as I was, as I was studying this, Jesus could have just, he could have, he could have used the five loaves and two fishes. I mean, he could have just had everybody sit down. Everybody started praying, and all of a sudden when they opened their eyes from their prayer right in front of them. Bread and fish. Amen. Praise the Lord. How did this happen? Lord, you did it. Hallelujah. 
But he didn't. He broke it, gave it to the disciples, and told the disciples, y'all, go spread it out. Did the disciples do anything? No. But Jesus allowed them to be a part. I'm thankful Jesus lets me be a part. Amen. I hope you are too. I got to thinking about this when I was, if you're, if you're a, a dad or a mom in here, you probably know what I'm talking about. My son, Wyatt, he wants to do, my, my wife will tell you, he wants to do everything I do. It scares me to death. Amen. It scares me to death. I got to be careful what I say. I got to be careful where I go. I got to be careful anything, right? Because he wants to do exactly when I tell you exactly, the other day we was getting dressed and I had on my golf shirt, Brother Brian, I had on my Georgia shirt. He went and got on his Georgia golf shirt, all right? And so then I put on my, I put on my golf pants and, and he goes in there and he, he gets on the same exact pair. When we go shopping, we got, to, we got to buy in twos, okay? I got to buy my side, I got to buy his side. And so we're getting ready to go to the golf course, right? And I put on, instead of putting on my hey dudes, I just put on my... Uh, my little slip-on dress shoes, right? And he don't have slip-on dress shoes. All he has is hey dudes. And my line, I'm talking about he just about pitched a fit. Daddy, why are you wearing those? Go get on your hey dudes. Daddy, I, I don't have shoes like that. You got to go get on your hey dudes. I'm like, son, I am not going back in there to change my shoes, all right? And he, I mean, he got plum mad at me because I was wearing different shoes and he wants to do everything I do. Man, I'm out there working on something. I'm out there trying to fix something uh, that his mama broke. Amen. Say amen. <laughs> I'm out there trying to fix something that his mama broke. And you know what he wants to do? He wants to be helping. And you know, most of the time, Brother Brian, he's in my way. He gets on my nerves. Are y'all with me? Say amen. I'm like, boy, if you don't get out of my way. I'm just trying to get this done. I'm trying to get this done. Y'all with me? But you know what? It means the world to him. That daddy, he comes back inside, Mama, me and daddy fixed it. I'll tell you something, you didn't do nothing. You got in my way. I fixed it, amen. Trying to take credit for what I did. Take my belt off. Y'all with me? But you know what? He proud because he helped daddy. And man, I got to thinking about this when I was, when I was reading this. I got to thinking about Anybody ever held a flashlight for your dad? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Sorry. Sorry, I got twitching, right? I got to think about all the times holding a flashlight for my dad. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Say amen. If you know my dad, you really know what I'm talking about. Say amen. Woo! I'm talking about we had some rough days back in the day. Amen. We had some rough days back in the day. I hold the flashlight. Son, when you move the flashlight. Oh, anyway. I got tickled as I was reading this. All the times helping my dad. And I can, I mean, it's memories that I have. Looking back in my childhood, I got memories of helping my dad. And you know, I was probably just getting in the way. But he let me help him anyway. And I got to thinking about these disciples. They probably got more in the way than they did help Jesus. But Jesus just let them tag along anyway. Man, that just blesses my heart. I don't deserve to be standing here in front of you this morning. But he said, you know what? I'm going to let that little boy help. Somebody say amen. I'm thankful I'm just a part of it. Amen. I might not be the best. I don't claim to be. But he lets me hold the flashlight. Amen. And I'm thankful for it. Amen. So when God allows you to help, number one, 
Number one, if you're taking notes, they need not depart. Verse number 16, the Bible says, But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. How many, how many of us, we look at this world, listen, we're guilty of this, I'm guilty of this. How many of y'all is guilty of looking at the world and saying, man, this world is in a terrible place. Man, this world is in a bad place. I can't believe, man, when I was, back, when, back, back in my day, man, I, I would have never thought that the world would get to this point. How many of y'all ever said that? I know I've said it. I ain't even old and I've said it, amen. And I said, how, how in the world did the world get to where it is today? And you know what we're saying? When we say things like that, we're saying this, send them away. When we say, I don't know how the world, the world has gotten this bad. I, I hate for my kids to even go to the public school. You know what we're saying? Send them away. You know what Jesus is saying? They need not depart. Listen, I believe with all my heart that Jesus still wants to do something in America today. I believe that he still wants to do something in Lake Park today. And if we're too busy condemning the people around us, if we're too busy looking at the bad things and looking at the sin around us, then we'll miss out that there's an opportunity to show compassion to somebody. And we might not be giving them bread like Jesus, but we're giving them the bread of life. Amen. We're giving them Jesus. And that's all we're required to do is just feed these people. They're starving. They're starving and they just want the bread of life. They just want Jesus. They just want Him. And we have Him. And He's let us be a part. He's let us hold the flashlight, if you will. Let me ask you this question. Are you turning them away? Are you telling them to sit down? Amen? Man, I got, listen. Let me just pause. I want y'all to check this out. Print it out and type. Nice and neat with highlight. Come on, say amen. Say amen. I'm going somewhere, amen. Jesus and the disciples noticed the same thing. Listen, I forgot to say this. Let me say this. This is good. You know what he told them? He said, hey, make them sit down in the grass. It reminded me of Psalm chapter number 23, where he says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Amen. Jesus said, don't, don't send them away. They need not depart. Listen. Why did the disciples want to send them away? Number one, they didn't like the location. It was a desert place. Look what he said in verse number, I think it's, uh, let's see, 15. When it was evening, the disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place. They didn't like the location. You know why so many people don't share Jesus with the world? They don't like the location they have to do it. Well, if I can't do it from behind the pulpit or I, I can't do it inside the walls of the church, then it ain't for me. But listen, it ain't always going to be on this property when you give an op, get an opportunity and God says, hey, I'm going to allow you to be a part of this. I'm going to allow you to, to help me. All right? It ain't always going to be on the church property. But I promise you, when you go to your job tomorrow, God's going to give you an opportunity to help. He's going to give you an opportunity to hold that flashlight and share Jesus with somebody. Somebody say amen. Don't get hung up on the location. Be available wherever he needs you. Amen. Number, number one, they didn't like the place. Number two, they didn't like the timing. They didn't like the timing. Look what it says. This is a desert place and the time is now past. Some people don't share Jesus with the world because they don't like the timing. They don't want, they don't want somebody to eat up any of their time. They don't want anybody to, to take up some of their time that they could be on their phone. Oh, I, I didn't mean to say that. Y'all forgive me. Y'all forgive me. Amen. Number one, they didn't like location. They didn't like the timing. Number three, they didn't like the cost. They didn't like the cost. Look at verse number 15. This is a desert place. 
The time is now past. Send a multitude away. Listen to what it says. That they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. If you go over to John chapter number 6 and verse number 7, the Bible says that uh, the disciples came to him and said, Jesus, 200 penny worth. If you don't know what 200 penny worth is, that was six months of wages. He said, Lord, six months of wages couldn't pay for enough food for all these people. They didn't like the cost. Listen, serving Jesus and living for Jesus is going to cost you something. Get over it. Somebody say amen. And I'm not talking about money necessarily. Though I, hey, though I believe we ought to give. Amen. Amen. Preach, pastor didn't say that. I did. Amen. It ought to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. But your compassion should overcome that. Amen. Quit worrying about what it may cost you. Let me just say this too. God doesn't need your money. You think the God of the universe needs your money? You crazy. You think the God that turned five loaves and two fishes into enough food to feed 5,000 people is going to be worried if you don't give your $50? I don't think so. But I promise you, you he'll allow you to help. He'll allow you to help. Amen? I could just see the, uh, I wrote this down. I, you know, y'all know I'm silly, right? Y'all know I'm crazy. I was just sitting there thinking, you know, the disciples said, man, I, 200 penny worth ain't enough to buy this, this, this much food, Lord. I, I wrote down, I could just see one of the disciples saying, Lord, if I had that kind of money, you think I'd be wearing these old sandals like this, Lord? You think I'd be driving last, last year's model donkey? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have a brand new one. You know what I'm saying? I, if I had that kind of money, I, I would pay for it, Lord. Let me ask you this question. Who you turned away? Who is it in your life that says, I'm starving, I need something? You see them. You don't label them as hungry, but you know who they are. They're struggling. You see them at work, and they're moping around. And you, here's, the, here's the sad part. Y'all don't let me get on to you right here. Here's the sad part. We see them, and we see how hungry they are. And we walk through Walmart, and we get mad at the cashier because she's in a bad mood. I did the other night. I went to Subway. I ain't going to get in the flesh while I'm up here preaching. Amen. And we see them in a bad mood and they don't treat us like we think they should be treating. You know, you know why they don't? Because they're hungry. They're hungry. If somebody don't do you right during the day, you say, man, I can't believe they, was, they would talk to me like that. We don't label them as hungry, but that's what they are. And we come into contact with hungry people all the time and we say, Lord, send them away. You know, I told, y'all, Lord, forgive me. You know, I told my wife, that subway worker, man, if I knew who to call, I'd call her boss. I'd tell him just what she did. She was, she was starving. She was hungry and I had some bread. Are y'all with me? Say amen. And God allows me to help. Am I doing my job correctly? Am I doing my job to the best of my ability? He's allowed us to help. Who have you turned away this morning? Amen. Number one, they need not depart. Number two, I like this one. Number two, bring what you have. Bring what you have. God lets you be a part of what He's doing. Don't send nobody away. And number, number two, just bring what you have. Verse number 18, the Bible says, well, let me go back to verse number 17. And, he say, and, and they say unto him, we have here but five loaves 
and two fishes. Lord, that's all we got. All we got is five loaves and two fishes. And what does Jesus say? Bring them to me. Some of you in here, you want so badly to be a part of what God's doing. And he's saying, come on, let's do it. Let's do it together. And this is what you say. But Lord, I don't, all I got is, Lord, I can't sing like she sings. I can't preach like he preaches. Lord, I can't, I can't speak like they speak. I don't like talking in front. Are y'all with me? You know what Jesus wants? Just bring what you got. If you'll just give God what you got, he'll do the rest. Amen. If you'll just give God the little bit that you got, he'll take that little bit and he'll turn it into a lot, Brother Kent. The, the song said, how many of you ever sang the song, Little is Much When God is in It, right? Little is much when God is in it. Listen, I'm not nothing special. There's nothing special about me. <coughs> Excuse me. I can't sing as good as I want to. I can't play instruments as good as I want to. I can't preach as good as I want to. But God helped me just to surrender myself and yield myself to Him no matter how little I am or how small I think I am. If I will just give myself to Him, He'll do the rest. Somebody say amen. God doesn't need much. Matter of fact, he doesn't need you at all. Might not seem like a lot to you, but placed in Jesus' hands, it will be multiplied. Your limited supply does not limit God. Don't let, listen to this, don't let the embarrassment of a little keep you from giving it to him. Listen to this, this convicted me. Don't foolishly ask God for more if you aren't willing to give what you've already got. Don't ask God for 5,000 if you ain't willing to give five loaves. Somebody say amen. I know it's hard. I know it kicked my butt too. If you ain't willing to give Him the little, don't expect Him to give the lot. Amen. Say amen. John, listen to this. I love this. Jesus gave thanks. John chapter number 6, verse number 11. And Jesus took the loaves. Listen to this. And when he had given thanks. Wow. They gave him five loaves and two fishes. And he takes them. And by the way, if you'll read in your Bible, by the way, you need to go read all four accounts. It's pretty neat. They all have a little bit different perspective. If you'll read one of the other accounts, it says that these were barley loaves. So I started looking into barley. Barley, back in these times, was used more for the animals than it was for humans. So anyway, what this means is, this wasn't even good bread. I mean, this wasn't even Texas Roadhouse rolls. I'm talking about this is this old wheat bread. I'm talking about this old barley bread. Y'all with me? Say amen. It didn't matter what kind of bread it was, how much it cost. Jesus said, thank you, Lord. Could you imagine being standing there and Jesus is thanking his Father for the cheapest bread? And the Bible says in John, little fishes. It wasn't even a big fish. Probably a little old sardine. And Jesus took that little bit and said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If it was enough for Jesus to say thank you, I think we ought to say thank you, amen? Well, I just ain't much. I'm just little old me, old pitiful me, just little old me. I ain't never been nothing, no. No, but Jesus is thankful for you. And if you'll just give yourself to him, he'll multiply you. Amen. 
Our thankfulness should not be contingent upon the size or the cost of our blessing. We should be thankful to Jesus in all things. Amen. Let me just say this too. This is just a little nugget. It ain't got nothing to do with what I'm preaching. Verse number, uh, let's see. Verse number 19. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed. Now he didn't bless the food. He blessed his father for the food. Then we'll look what he did. And break. And gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Just a little nugget, something for you to chew on today, amen? Before God can bless you, sometimes He's got to break you. Ooh, that hurt. Let's move on. I want to say this too before I go to my next point. That little lad that gave his five loaves and two, fish, two fishes, look in verse number 20. And they did, say that next word with me, all eat and were what? Filled. If that boy would have just kept them five loaves and two fishes to himself, if he, if he was like me, he'd have still been hungry after them five loaves and two fishes. Amen. But the Bible says once he gave it to Jesus, it says everybody that was there ate and were filled. He got more than he would have never, ever got only because he was willing to give all he had. Let me ask you this question. What are you, what are you going to bring to God today? Don't give me the excuse that it's not enough. He'll take it. He just wants you to be a part. He just wants you to help. He just wants you to carry bread to somebody. If you'll just bring what you have, he'll multiply it. Amen? And then lastly, number one, they need not depart. Number two, just bring Jesus what you have. Number three, everybody ready? Don't waste the leftovers. Verse number 20. The Bible says, And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up the fragments that remained, twelve baskets full. Excuse me real quick while I go over to John, chapter number 6, and verse number 12. Listen to what it says. And, th- and when they were filled, He, being Jesus, said unto His disciples, He told them, Hey, y'all gather up them fragments that remain. Listen to what it says. That nothing be lost. Jesus made sure everybody had something to eat. By the way, they was all went hungry. And the disciple says, Lord, we, there ain't no way we can afford to pay for enough food for everybody to eat. And I thought about this while I was reading it. I mean, what store was there back in that day I mean, it wasn't like there was a Sam's Club and they sold in bulk. Are y'all with me? Like he could just go buy enough for 5,000 people. Y'all know what I'm saying? There wasn't even enough bread in the store for them to go buy. And Jesus took the five loaves and two fishes and not only did he feed everybody, but everybody was full. And not only was everybody full, they was leftovers. And Jesus said, hold on, man, we ain't throwing that away. That's a blessing from God, amen. That's a blessing. God, God gave us that. Y'all, we ain't throwing that away, boys. Y'all go get your baskets and fill them up with all the leftovers. We're going to take them with us. And here's the thing. So many people are being used by God, and God's blessing the fire out of you, and there's leftovers all around you, and we just keep going. 
And God said, hold on a minute. Pick them up. You're going to need them later. Pick that leftover up. You're going to need it. How many of y'all mom ever fed you le- leftovers? Somebody say amen. When I was, I don't know what's wrong with me, but back in the, I love them now that I'm paying for it anyway, but back in the day, back in the day, I hated leftovers. I'm like, man, why can't we just have something fresh? I want it to be hot. I want it to be crispy. You know what I'm saying? They, them fries, when they come out of the microwave, ain't the same as they come out of the grease. Amen. Can I get a witness? And I'm like, man, I don't want these leftovers. And you know why we was eating leftovers? Because we didn't have no money. Somebody say amen. And we ate them leftovers. And you know what happened when we run, into le- run out of leftovers? She cooked something else. I wonder how many of us are in a delayed season in our life because we still have leftovers laying on the ground and we're saying, God, I'm, I'm ready for something fresh. And he's saying, you ain't picked up them leftovers yet. You ain't picked up them things that I done given you. Until you finish them, I ain't going to give you nothing else. He just wants you to be a part. But if you're going to be a part, he says he don't want to waste nothing. When Jesus blesses you, don't waste it. Don't waste a blessing. How do, how do I do that, Brother Don? How can, I, how can I make sure that I don't waste a blessing? I'm glad you asked. Number one, be thankful. Be thankful that he gave you the blessing. When you pick up that blessing, look at that blessing. When you pick up that blessing, look at that blessing and think about where you'd be without that blessing. Think about how hungry you'd be without that blessing, but Jesus gave it to you anyway. Amen? Be thankful for the one who gave it to you. And secondly, be willing to share it with somebody else. How can, how can I make the most of my leftovers? Be thankful for them. Be thankful for them. You, before your leftovers, you didn't even think you was going to eat. Be thankful for them. But number two, be willing to share them with somebody else. How can I make the most of my leftovers? Give them to somebody else. Make sure somebody else gets some. Amen? Listen, he just wants us to be a small part. He don't need us this morning. He don't need you. He don't need me. But he just wants to allow you to be a small part of his big master plan. Amen? Let me ask you this question. Are you sending people away? Are you embarrassed of the little bit that you have? What is it that God's blessed you so much and given so much to you that you got leftovers and they still lay on the ground? You ain't picked them up yet. What blessing has God poured out in your life and you haven't picked up the leftovers? Some people are starving, struggling today because God did something wonderful and they have yet to pick up the leftovers. Mr. Reese is coming to piano. God did something great in your life, and you still had not thanked him for it. I know this now as a father, but back in the day when I was a kid, my dad would give me something. If I wasn't thankful, first of all, he'd let me know it. And second of all, he wouldn't give me nothing else until I learned to be thankful for what I already have. And I feel like Jesus is the same way. He's given all of us so much. I heard somebody say the other day, it tickled me. America is the only place in the world that poor people are fat. Amen. Amen. We're, so, we, we're so blessed. We think we're poor and we ain't poor. We think we ain't got nothing, but we got it all. I mean, just think to be, just be, be born somewhere else, where would we be? 
worried about disease, worried about where we're going to get our next meal, worried about what kind of shoes we're going to wear. Are y'all with me? Say amen. God's given us so much. I wonder if that thing you're praying for, God's got it on hold until you learn to be thankful for what you've already got. I wonder if that new season of your life, God's holding until you say, you know what, Lord, I didn't deserve the last season and all that it brought. What if, what if we as a church this morning come around this altar and started picking up the abundance, the over and above, the stuff we didn't even think we wanted and God gave it to us anyway. When's the last time you thanked Him for it? When's the last time you picked it up and carried it with you to work and shared it with somebody? God wants you to be a little bit apart. He wants, he wants you to be a part of His plan. He wants to do something with your life. No, it, you, you're not much. In the, in the grand scheme of, all, of it all, you're not much and I'm not either. And we might get in the way more than we do help but He still wants to let us help. He still wants you to be a part. Let me ask you this question. You going to be a part? You going you gonna to hold the flashlight? You going to help Him? I want to, amen. I don't want to be the one that sends somebody away. I don't want to be the one that doesn't give all that I got because I'm embarrassed of how little it is. I don't want to be the one that's ungrateful or unthankful, not willing to pick up the leftovers. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This altar's open. Maybe there's somebody in here. You just come down to the altar and say, Lord, I'm not much. I know I'm not much. I know there's a hundred other people you could have cho chose to use. But I'm thankful that I get to be just a little part. Maybe there's somebody in here just wants to say, Lord, I, up until this point, I haven't been a part. I've been one of those people who sent people away, but from here on out, I don't want to send them away. I want to give you all I got. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your compassion. Lord, I'm thankful that you didn't just stop with the feeling of compassion, but you were moved with compassion. Lord, you were moved with compassion when you died on a cross for me. Lord, I love you wasn't enough. You showed me you love me. Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, help me not to ever get over it. Lord, help me never to overlook how good you've been to me. Lord, help me not never to, to lose sight of what you've done for me right now because I'm looking in the next season of my life. Lord, you've done so much, so much for me. I pray that you'd help me, Lord, to pick up the leftovers that none be wasted that none be lost. Lord, I thank you so much for this message this morning, not because I put it together, Lord, but because it's straight out of your word. I thank you for the application that it gave us this morning that we may live better this week because of your word. Lord, I pray that you'd help us. Lord, not only to hear the message, Lord, but do it. Lord, I want to be a small part. Lord, I'm so grateful and thankful that I get to be a small part. Lord, I pray that you touch us this morning, touch the remainder of the service, in Jesus' name.